Hi, friends. Welcome back to the 360 Experience and another conversation that I have in store for you with Kelly Marsh, who I want to tell you a little bit about. Kelly is a really amazing woman. Uh, she is a, a former client of mine. I haven't coached her in a couple of years, so we're reconnecting in this call, which is really joyful for me. Um, she is someone who I respect and admire greatly. She is not only a terrific loan originator that has consistently funded over $100 million a year for many years in her career uh, in Santa Barbara, California. She's also an amazing leader. Uh, she's caring in her approach to the way that she takes good care of her team. She's a, a thought leader for sure and a, a very creative woman. And I think that you'll see that in this conversation that we have for the next 90 minutes. Um, uh, and I and I really respect and admire greatly her her passion to her path of personal development and growth, which will come through, I'm sure, in this conversation as well. She's with Cornerstone Mortgage, as I said, in Santa Barbara, California. And before I bring Kelly onto the show, I want to remind you, as I've said in a few of the previous episodes, we have made all of the post podcast coaching sessions from me where I debrief the conversation for 15 or 20 minutes and share with you some additional depth and wisdom on these conversations. We made all of those post coachings available to you for free. Click on the link in the show notes to this episode. Please also remember to subscribe to the 360 experience on whatever your favorite podcast channel is, because that's what's going to get the listenership up for me and our team and then allow us to get even better guests on the show for you. The more eyeballs we have, the more people want to be on the show and then you benefit from it. Uh, so without uh, saying any more, besides clicking on those two links, I introduce you to Kelly Marsh and the 360 Experience. Enjoy. Hey. Hi, Kelly. Hey. Hi, long Tim. Time, long time no see. I know. It's been a long time. How have you been? I've been good. You know, it's been a journey. Like anyone that's in the mortgage business, it has been a journey the last 12 months. And I've been good. Just learning new things. Figuring it out, learning new things. That's what the mantra needs to be, right? It's Figuring like, it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Grit. Yeah. Figuring it out, being open to learning and being creative and, and curious as to what this is meant to teach you and all kinds of yes. good shit, all kinds of good shit like that, right, Kel? Very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to, we'll dive into some of that stuff in a little bit, but like, I think that the listeners need to know a little bit about you. So um, maybe tell us a little bit about who Kelly Marsh is and, by the way, it's cold as shit here in California. Are you cold? Yeah. Like, what's so going on? I, my hands are freezing. My office, when <laughs> I walked in this morning, I came early. I, it's like 56 in the office. Um, and so I have my space heater going. Anyway, yeah, we're us Californians, we're not used to cold. Well, us Southern California beach, um, yeah. we're not used to this cold. But anyway, so I am, uh, I'm, I'm in Santa Barbara, California. I was born and raised here. Um, I have essentially grown up in the mortgage business. I, I got my license, which was our real estate license. I got it, uh, when I was 20 and I started originating loans at 21. I am now 47. We, uh, have the same birthday month, so yes, I'm 47. So I would say I've been doing loans longer than, uh, more than half my life. Um, married. Happily married. Um, Jalen, our son, is going to be 13, which is crazy. Wow. Seventh grader. So good baseball player, too. Good baseball. Yeah. We just got back from Vegas. Um, their travel ball team won the tournament. So it was super nice. fun. And that's actually how Mark and I met. As you know, we met playing 
uh, travel, competitive adult travel softball when we were a lot younger. Yeah, when was the last time you swung a bat? Has it been a while? Uh, you know, we go to the batting cages occasionally, oh, cool. but yeah. And then I'm like, oh, my back, you know, that swing is just, you know, I think we're going to pick up golf now. We're at you know, the age of golf. So you may remember this. I don't, I don't know if you knew the story, but uh, when I turned 56 years ago, a bunch of the crew in L360 chipped in money and they bought me like a dream 50th birthday gift, which was to go to Dodgers fantasy baseball camp, yes. which was an amazing week. One of the best weeks of my life being like a kid again. Well, on the first day I'm taking batting practice and they're like scouting us. Cause then they pick teams and then you play games all week. And I swung and missed at this like low and away, like curveball that the pitching coach threw to me and tore my oblique muscle <laughs> and <laughs> like i have pictures of like my whole left side of my body being black and blue you so showed me that picture yeah yeah <laughs> like our worst nightmare as an athlete right totally this body is is it goes through its stages and i think that stage yeah. is over for me I, I tried to take it easy in fact i was i was having dinner last night with a buddy of mine a really good friend of mine from college who I've known, you know, way more than half my life. And he's a triathlete and he's got some back issues. And I was just like, you know, bro, like for me, it's like, I, I feel like this body has like been through a lot. Um, I've worked it hard, you know, it's given yeah. me a lot of mileage and now it's time to like be a little kind and gentle to it. So I'm not crippled when I'm 75, you know I mean? Yeah. 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 Right on. So, yeah. so, so back to mortgages, you, you, uh, I've been in the business a long time. So what that means is you have the benefit of wisdom of experience, which is not something that can be taught in a classroom or with an online e-learning, you know, educational program or anything. You just got to go through it. So right. you're going through it again and you've been through it before, as have I. And what are some of the things that you're finding that are like really important right now? I mean, you're still originating loans, right? I am. I am still originating. I'm putting together total cost analysis, structuring. I mean, I have a team, but I'm still that advisor to the client. Yes. Yeah. So what are you, what are you getting back to right now? Or what are you doing that's brand new right now that you feel is critically important for you to be focused on to originate loans and to be able to be successful in this market that we're in? You know, I think there's a couple things like, first of all, kind of getting over, you know, our negative thoughts, we got to get into the right mindset, right? The mindset is everything. Um, but what I'm doing, like in terms of tactical things, I've been doing some really intimate, small lunch and learns. Um, I, I used to do these big grand, you know, the Biltmore and Montecito, you know, have 120 realtors attend. And it was, it was awesome. I remember those. The, I remember yeah, those. yeah. Yeah. The Biltmore um, is, is currently still shut down, which is a super big bummer. Um, and, you know, there's obviously beautiful hotels in Santa Barbara, but what I started thinking is like the big show, I mean, there's so much stuff to it, um, organizing and RSVPs and lunch orders and just, it's just a little chaotic. So I'm a member at the university club here. It's awesome. It's this old mansion. They converted to like a lunch dinner club. And I have these little small intimate lunch and learns. Um, and so our spacing is limited. So we have 16 max. Um, I'm doing my fifth one next um, in March, March 7th. Um, and it's just, it's been awesome. It's a, it's a great way to connect with the realtors that, you know, we haven't talked to in a long time. Um, it's kind of created some buzz. 
And so now I have people requesting to come to the Lunch and Learn. So it's been really great. Um, and, and it's just teaching them, educating them on the markets, the Fed funds, inflation rates. What does it mean? I'm not selling them on product. Here's this really great product. I'm actually educating them on, you know, what does recessions mean for housing markets? So really kind of giving them, I mean, if people walk away going, wow, like, you know, everybody's pumping product versus I'm trying to educate them on, you know, history, will history repeat itself, housing shortage, you know, we're all aware of all the things, but the media just, you know, I don't know if I can use F-bombs here, but the media really screws it up. Can. They really fuck it up. <laughs> and, they, and they're just fear-driven, housing bubble, you know, all this stuff. So I'm just trying to get to the facts. And it's been really, it's been actually really fun. Really, really fun. So I have a question, but beforehand, I'm going to, I'm going to make a comment that the thing that I love about what you just described is, I mean, the old mansion and the 16 people, I believe you said, and mm -hmm. you're simplifying it, but it speaks to the fact that it, you know, it's also really important for it to feel special. And I would imagine that when it's more intimate like that, and especially since you're doing it in a rad place, like not, you're not just like running a conference room at a hotel. I mean, you're, you're creating a, an experience you're bringing great content and you're keeping it small enough to where it's almost like a privilege to be there. And I think that that's a really important thing. Do you want to comment on that? Is that what you're finding? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people haven't been there. I mean, I think about like logistics, like parking, you know, the experience. I mean, I know all the people there, Christy, Sarah, Concho, Jaime, like, Hey, hi, like I'm a member. And I just am really proud to bring people to the club so they can experience it. Maybe they'll join. It's really inexpensive. It's ridiculous. It's it's like a country club without without any of the golf and tennis. Yeah. Um, but I love it. I really love it, and I love the people. So, and I'm all about that with relationships. So, yeah, I think um, that. And then one other thing I didn't mention is I've been adding in having a real estate landlord tenant attorney come do a guest appearance. She's a great friend of mine and educate the real estate industry of kind of what's been going on in California around landlord tenant laws. Um, we have some pretty interesting landlord tenant laws like California tends to be the leader in all the fun things. Um, and so, and then Santa Barbara itself has a separate rental ordinance. And so again, I'm just thinking about like I want to differentiate myself. I don't want to go out there and, you know, pump marry the, you know, marry the house, date the raid or two one buy downs and, you know, sell. I, yeah, that's product. I get it. But what else can I help them understand that they could take to their clients that are on the fence? You know, I want to wait till housing goes down. I want to wait for a recession. I want to wait, you know, CNBC said there's going to be a housing bubble. And so just thinking of like value, 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 value. How can I make them better? Yeah. And the thing that I love about that, I'm curious if you ever have this experience is that if you can teach that stuff in a super articulate way, like, you know, you're presenting it, you've, you've taken the time to really like practice this presentation to them and you deliver a good presentation with the right wording and the right scripting is that a lot of them are going to, I think, say to you, Hey, you know, I don't know that I could say that, but would you mind saying that to my potential sellers and my prospective right. buyers? And, and I think that it's important to even insinuate that you'd be happy to do that should any of you need me to you know because then now you're starting to get really partnered with them you're right. really an ally like like they can't sell some of the stuff that you're talking about as well as you can and 
if you can get in front of the seller, now you're starting to have some control of that transaction. And then you can also, you know, drive the, the purchase of that seller's next home. So there's some great, great benefit there. Have you thought about bringing in like eventually? So I, I used to do these types of, well, I used to do masterminds, right? So you're doing lunch and learns. They're a little bit different. Um, so actually I'll ask a question first, which is, um, how long do they last? And I think you said you do them once a month. Is that right? And yeah, I'm, I'm doing them once a month now. And do you have like, did you come up with like a whole curriculum for 12 months in advance? Or are you continually after each one trying to figure out what to talk about next? I have a PowerPoint and um, I have been tweaking the PowerPoint as I go. I've been kind of, up, well, first of all, I update the data with, you know, inflation and the trend of what we're seeing and when it peaked. And, and so I'm kind of continuously tweaking it. I'm not reinventing the wheel though. I'm not reinventing the wheel because I feel like our environment, our season is kind of, we're still in this shift. So I'm, I'm, I'm eliminating a couple slides. I'm adding in, like I listen to, you know, MBS Highway, Barry Habib every morning. They'll share some slides. I was just at Momentum Builders. They've got some great slides. So I'm just always thinking like, hmm, I'm going to replace that slide, but I'm not reinventing the wheel. Um, so it is essentially the same presentation. I'm not speaking to the same audience. So it might feel repetitive to me, but the ah. audience is different people every time. Ah, okay, okay. I didn't realize that. Thank you for clarifying that. I was kind of yep. assuming that it was, I guess I was uh, projecting my past experience into yours, <laughs> which is which is that you would have the same group of people back and have no. different content every time. So so how are you getting, okay, then that, that creates another question. So how are you getting 16 people to show up? What are you doing to market this to your local real estate community? And, um, what, what suggestions do you have based upon what you've learned in terms of making sure you fill the seats? Yeah. So I um, asked one of the local larger real estate offices, if I could come in and do a quick visit with um, their office meeting. Um, and I wanted to talk about, you know, kind of what I've been doing. And so she's like, great. Yes. Come in and do, you know, for 15 minutes. So I, I had a really quick punch list, no PowerPoint standing in the middle of the office office. There was probably like 75 agents there down the hallways kind of spread all around. So I was like trying to like talk to all of them. But I said, look, I'm going to be hosting a lunch and learn. Um, why don't you email me? My information's on the flyer here, which I didn't bring enough flyers, had no idea there'd be 75 agents. I said, my information's on a flyer. It was just like bullet points, real basic, nothing fancy. Um, and I said, just email me and let me know if you want to be part of the, the next lunch and learn. So I had all these emails of people requesting to be invited to the lunch and learn. So that would be one way, um, you know, get get in front of the board of realtors, you know, sponsor, if they do meetings, we do a once a month meeting, like get in front of them. I did a three minute summarized version of an hour PowerPoint, right? I did a three minute, like, you know, kind of what are the things like, myth busting. I'm going to bust myths. Like when the Fed is going to raise rates, our mortgage rates going to go up is the, you know, so I just kind of like busted some myths. And then I said, I'm hosting a lunch and learn to send me an email. Like, so I'm just kind of, I don't know if I'm dangling a carrot, but I said, I'm kind of dangling a carrot. And then I have my sphere of realtors I work with already. And I have, you know, I've not been the best about connecting with them the last three years or 10 years, but you know, so I email them, I email them. Three ten, it's all the same. <laughs> it feels all the same, right? But so I email them about it and you know, and sometimes I don't get a reply, and sometimes I get yes, or sometimes like for now, I have um, you know, I asked three times for the last three months, and now I finally have one coming that I'd been asking. So I mean, 
you know, it's just planting the seeds. And again, it doesn't have to be 12, 16. It could be six. It could be five. It could be four. It's not the quantity. It's really just about you providing value. Yeah. And I, I think that there's a lot of different ways or a lot of different ways to dangle the carrot as you like to refer to it. Um, but I think at the end of the day, that's just great marketing. I mean, what content can you create right now that you're comfortable speaking to and in what, what medium and what format, is it a clip? Is it a real, is it a long form format? Um, you know, and, and then putting good, valuable quality content out there and saying, Hey, if you want to know more, I'm hosting this. I mean, it can be done in a live office presentation format. It can be done, you know, via, via various social media mechanisms, certainly. Um, and you can go super old school and put together a flyer. I just don't think it's as dynamic and and is going to speak to the person as much, but have you thought about like, one of the things that I think is really valuable when you get a, a group of people together like that is having them leverage the collective intelligence of each other. So do you have any type of masterminding that happens at the end of these or anything like that? Have you considered that? Um, no, but I do say, cause it is a group, it's a small enough group and we're in this kind of private room. It's got windows. It's really cool. And I just say, look, this is for you. So raise your hand, interrupt, comment. That's what we're here for. So I don't want to just be the talking head. So I'm always, you know, I, I, I'm very good at reading the room and reading people and energy. And so, you know, somebody's like, and I'm like, yeah, do you want to ask a question? And so then they can ask me a question. I think, again, I, I've always been a student of economics and housing and inflation and recessions. And, you know, this is the highest inflation I've ever seen. In, in my adult life or uh, since I could remember, right? So like educating myself to where then I can educate, um, you know, the real estate community is is actually a passion of mine. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Um, and so that's really what I'm there to do, but I do want it to be interactive. And of course, the, the landlord tenant part, everybody's like, okay, wait, you're saying what? Like, wait, my, my, I'm, I own rental properties and I can't do what? Like, you know, it's just crazy, our landlord-tenant laws here in California. Well, that's good provocative content that's going to stimulate questions, and and it may not be fun for the listener. I leave her but... for the end. I leave <laughs> her for the end because she's, you know, she's like no PowerPoint. Like, it's no PowerPoint. It's just like, here is, you know, uh, whatever the the new uh, code is. Uh Anyway, it's it's pretty intense stuff. So that's I your leave ver- her for the That's end. your verbal clickbait at the end that has them sticking around because they have questions as a result. Yeah. What, um, what, what's your, what, what type of loan production are you doing right now? Like, what did you do the last couple of years? And like, what's this year starting off like, just so we can have some perspective on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I humbly say, so, you know, obviously I think 2020 and 2021 were, you know, obviously record years for anyone that was in the industry, you could have just gotten in the business and you would have your best year yet. Right. Um, so really, I mean, I went from, I've always been traditionally over a hundred million dollars. Um, I did 200 million in 2020 and a hundred and I don't know, 60 some million. It's so hard. I don't know all my numbers and units, but I will say last year it was a struggle. I mean, it was a struggle, struggle, struggle. I had to focus on my team and shrinking my team. I had loan officer leave. I had way too many uh, support staff. So we ended the year. I production wise was about 56 million. And that was, you know, that was my lowest year since I can remember looking at numbers. And then this year we're starting off um, 
So my goal really is 10 million a month has always been my goal. Um, and so we're right now, you know, I've done a $5 million a month, a $4 million a month, three and a half million dollar a month. So, you know, I'll purchase business, but yeah. yeah but and it's working know, hard for it. <laughs> yeah. I know that, especially since you have jumbo loans and you're having to compete against city and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, and there's not, there's not a lot of options to compete with. Um, the you but you also know that um and i know that this is going to probably sound like yeah easy for you to say tim because you're not doing loans anymore but the longer that it goes that the rates are where they are right now you, you can and this goes to your mindset thing by the way let's let's dive into the mindset shit because i know you love okay. that stuff and that's what i love more than anything go deep we're yes. gonna go deep we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be <laughs> deep sea diving dropping dropping quotes and referencing books um so i i think that it's when you're in those moments of struggle and you're like shit like i'm only doing three loans you know four loans this month and you know they're all yeah. purchases and there are no refis and every one of those four loans is a future refi absolutely like, so it's like it's almost like the more loans you can do at six plus the better in in that regard yeah. like you're you can shift your focus to I'm going to probably rewrite this person twice in the next yeah. three years when they're taking a rate out at six or six and a half. And so it's, there's annuity income being built. So it's very important that right now you're like spending a lot of intimate time with your clients and really servicing them well and setting up the next deal and talking to them about how you're going to manage your debt for them and all those types of things. Yeah. So mindset, like, well, first of all, like I'm aware of, and I want to spend some time talking about this uh, here in, in, a, in a bit, but I, I'm aware of what a passionate leader you are and culture is a huge thing for you and you're outstanding at it. So I would have to imagine that last year was really hard for you emotionally. Um, oh yeah. You know, a lot of your teammates have been with you for a long time, at least last I counted. And um, tell us a little bit about that and how you had to manage your a mental and emotional state around this difficult issue of, of, of perhaps even feeling did you feel any regrets as an example that like you maybe could have done a better job as a leader or did you not have any of that experience, et cetera? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would be lying if I said I didn't, I didn't feel, um, responsibility is my number one strength. You know, I'm a big strengths finder. We're a strengths-based team. Uh, so I felt extremely responsible for the lives of my team members, um, for, you know, the weight of, of their career was on my shoulders. I, I, um, I remember getting some calls from, you know, corporate, which I totally respected honor. Our company was a little more aggressive at the beginning of the shift to make reductions, to require reductions. And I, and that was kind of a new thing for me. Um, so I fought it hard and I cried, um, I cried and I was shaking, thinking there's no way I could do what I have to do. I will say that when the shock of the reductions that I had to make kind of settled in and I talked to my, you know, my mentors, people in my life, my family, I realized that, you know, this is the test of me as a human to be able to go through this season that really, really fucking sucked and have these conversations with team members that had been with me for 10 years um, or longer. And I will say that when I got the courage, because I waited till the, like the last day that I was required to do it kind of thing, 
the team members like Kelly, uh, here's the deal. Like, don't feel bad. I get it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready. And so I, although it really sucked and I will say that the team members that are no longer with me today, they were like, I'm so grateful for everything. This has been an amazing run. And I, you know what? I'm kind of ready for a change. Like it was so weird. And so I was like, wow, um, they made it actually really easy for me. I was harder on myself and that, um, you know, it took, it took a lot of courage and I was scared shitless to have these conversations. And I honestly was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, the first thing I said is I can't do, I can't do my production without, you know, X, Y, Z person. I can't do, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. And now that we've shrunk the team and to add to that, Tim really is that my top producer loan officer, um, you know, there was companies paying big, 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 big signing bonuses, um, you know, and he'd been with me for seven years and we were friends um, and I don't blame him. I think, you know, the move for him was the right thing to do, but it did. Um, that was the very beginning, uh, like January, February last year, a year ago. So I had that happen. I lost, you know, um, 80 to $100 million producer and the market. So it was like a double whammy for me. Um, so yeah, it was, it was uh, humbling to say the least. I had a lot of not great mindset moments. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. There's so much to talk about here. So um, I guess we'll start, let's talk at first about um, how, unbelievable of a storyteller we have inside of all of our heads and how it makes up a bunch of shit and yeah we we really got to challenge our beliefs and our stories that we tell ourselves because you're not the only person that i've had this conversation with i mean i've coached many people that you know were frightened about that moment of having to you know and, and it's always so difficult, right? Coming on the backside of having just made a shitload of money for two, three years, and they know you made a ton of money. And then, and then it's like, how long do I wait, you know, to, to not display that I'm ungrateful and just display yeah. loyalty. And then like, how much should I hemorrhage? And, and, and then we start getting into our own head and, and making up all these stories about how they're going to feel about us. And I mean, I've coached a lot of people through that, you know, over the last six months or so. And a lot of people have had the same experience that you did, which is a lot of it was their story. And in some cases, as you said, some people were actually relieved, but I think that they just want to know, right? Like, I think that's, that's the thing. They want to see that you care. They want to see that you've tried hard for them and that you, yeah. and they want to feel that you're grateful to them. And then the rest of it's really not on you. And they know that. And I think that as long as you, and I would have to imagine that all of them felt that way about you because I know how much you care about them. Um, so yeah. Uh, what about the mindset? How did you work with that? Like, what did you, what did you learn? What did you, uh, what are you taking away as the gift of this? difficult experience. It's as Brent mm -hmm. Hicks says, every moment is your tormentor and your teacher at the mm -hmm. same time. Right. So like, what was your, who was your teacher in this and, and what did you learn? I learned to allow myself space to react like a little baby and a bitch for that first, you know, maybe it's a week and, and poor me what you know I, I wouldn't even give myself a week I would say like initially in the moment allowing myself to be 
you know, in the flight fright freeze mode. And then, and then just say, okay, you had your space, like you had your moment. Okay. Get yourself up off the floor, pick yourself up, take deep breaths and just know there's a reason this is happening. And this is a good experience for me to go through. So I started kind of looking at it as, okay, give me my moment. Let me, you know, shed a tear, feel sorry for myself. And then go, okay, like this is where the true test of a leader of, of, of all of the work that I did with you, all of the work I continue to do on myself. This is all those teachings right now. Like let's dig deep. And, and I kept saying, this is a good, and I know this sounds probably shallow or shitty, but it's a good resume builder. This is a good resume builder. Like, I like if that. I can get through this, like this, it's, like everything in life, it's not just going to be up, 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 up to success, right? It it, it might be like up, 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 ooh, up, uh, uh, ooh. Now this was a big ooh, and I hadn't had a big ooh. Like I opened my operation here in 2009. I was a loan officer as a, at a mortgage broker office, and I opened a mortgage banker office all alone and just signed my name to a lease, personally guaranteed it. I just gotten divorced. Like I was like, I got an equity line on my house. If this all shit hits the fan. So I thought, you know what? I've done this before. Why can't I do this again? So I just, it was harder last year than anything I ever experienced in my career ever. But I just kept saying, it's a resume builder, Kelly. Like this is, this is the true test of me for my future. I just had a metaphorical thought, like an, I'll, I'll throw it out there. Um, so like, what if like, while, while I was listening to you, I was, had this vision come through me of like these peaks and valleys, right? Like, so you're going up and then you dip down and then you go higher and you dip down. And like, what if every, every valley, every fall from it, that, that individual peak was actually the momentum that you needed to then go higher. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like when you yeah. look back on the things that like, and not everybody's experiences this, of course, because some people hole up and they, 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 they just get scared and they freeze and they stay frozen for the rest of their life. But there are certainly many occurrences in my life. And it sounds like yours as well, where you've, you've had this perceived dip where like things are getting shitty, but it actually was the momentum that you needed to figure out how to make what or create what you needed to create to go to the next level in your leadership and your sales and your life and your relationships, all of it. I mean, does that, does that resonate for you as I say that? Yeah, it, it really does. Because for me, it's like, I, I also had this epiphany a um, couple months ago that my identity was my production and success. Mm. So I lost my identity mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. I felt like I'm no, I'm nobody now. I, 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 I'm no, there's no worth to me because I'm not in the top production numbers. I was always number you know, three, four, five of the company, you know, oh, okay, I, I'm now 30, 35, 40. Okay, I'm, uh, my identity is gone. And so it, it took me a moment. Um, and then when I started really focusing on gratitude and waking up and seeing, you know, what my husband and I built our house and just being like, we're okay, we're okay. Well, hello, friends. And I hope that you're enjoying this episode of the 360 Experience podcast. To listen to the remainder of this episode, please visit us at The Loan Atlas, 
where you will also find the most comprehensive resource for mortgage professionals to build their practice, backed by the greatest faculty that's ever been assembled in the mortgage industry. Check us out at the link below or go to theloanatlas.com. Look forward to having you as a guest on our next episode of the 360 Experience Podcast.